Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi. Hi. How are you? Okay. How are you? Are you feeling better? A little bit. I don't like the shirt I'm wearing. You know how you don't like the shirt you, you're wearing and you just want to go home and burn it? Um, sure. <laughs> okay. I don't know that I've gone to the burn it extreme. How are you? <laughs> Let's talk about you. I'm Nami. delightful. Thank you. Uh, but I'm a little sad. Why? This is part four of my so-called freaks. It's going to be over. You know we're going to talk about my so-called life and freaks forever. I know, but maybe not in the context of the podcast. That's true. I'll be a little sad. But before we say farewell, I need to know what you're fangirling over. <laughs> that was a good transition. I got really nervous. I was like, what? <laughs> um, okay, so I have something a little atypical for me to fangirl over. Okay. So it is television related, but not my normal TV. Remember the summer when I got really into Westworld and like that was kind of atypical for yeah, me Yeah, I still too. haven't watched it. I know. It's okay. You, whatever. It's fine. You have like a whole year to get caught That's up. That's true. Uh, but so they, I started watching the show. It's on FX, which FX has become sneaky the best network. Yeah, what's going on? I don't know. People versus OJ, which I also loved. American Horror Story. American Horror Story. You. Baskets. Uh, Man Seeing Woman. Yeah. Atlanta. I mean, it just goes I on. I mean, and some on. of that I think is FXX, but it's the same family. <laughs> That's Every the Simpsons e- ever. You can watch yeah, it. Every, great. every single thing. But my new show that I've been watching is called Legion, and it's actually a superhero show. It's from the Marvel Universe, which I do like me some Captain America Avengers, mostly just because I'm really into Chris Hemsworth and, yeah. and Chris Evans. I'm not too into superheroes. I can get into some. Uh-huh. I like Batman movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so the thing with Legion, though, is that he's—we're only a couple episodes in. I'm not going to, like, spoil it. But he also is— sort of mentally ill, and but the show comes from the same guy that does Fargo, and so it is beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, it is— Yeah, I, I watch it just for the visual. I have very little idea what's going on, but I'm very entertained. I am very aesthetically pleased. Yeah. And we have some podcast buddies that are covering it on the show Let's Talk Legion, and I enjoy listening to what they have to say because they explain it. To, like, the dum-dum, like me, who has no idea what's going on. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Then I feel smarter about it. But I don't know. It's just really pretty. The first couple of episodes, I was getting a total Stranger Things vibe. I know. I was getting a little Twin Peaks at times. Yeah, which are both things that we love. Yeah. So I'm totally cool on that. Uh, so we'll see. It's only eight episodes. Um, I've really sort of enjoyed it so far, and I'm kind of excited. Like, it's very anti. <laughs> You're like, what's happening yeah, with me? Yeah, it's real dark. But also, Aubrey Plot says in it, she's yeah. uh, April Ludgate from Parks and Recreation. She, she plays April Ludgate. She oh, plays Asian. April Ludgate. It's a weird crossover. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really. I really liked it, so I'm fangirling over. What about you? Um, I'm fangirling over yet another social media account. <laughs> Is it Arby's again? Brand? Should it just be Arby's? It almost would be Arby's again because who was it that sent us that Wallace and Gromit mozzarella stick? Yeah, and I lost my Matt. mind. It was amazing. You were dying. Yeah. Shout out to Matt. Arby's is killing it still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. But this one is Barbie Style, their Instagram. So From Mattel. It's official. You just told me about it. And I'm already obsessed with it. It's 
Mind-blowing. Okay, I love Barbies. I played Barbies until I was in junior high. Like, You're probably like too old. I mean, we were, pl- like, my friend and I would make, like, movies with Barbies and oh, stuff like okay. that. Mm-hmm. But we were really into it. Like, stop motion stuff? No. Oh, just, yeah. like, holding the Barbie <laughs> no. in front of a camera. <laughs> okay. We did TRL, and I got to find it because right. I know we did it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just so amazing what they can do with the hair. I don't understand how anyone can do Barbie's hair, but there are tiny braids and buns. It's basically like a fashion blog. It's if Barbie were a fashion blogger. Yeah. Is essentially what this account is like. Yeah, the clothes are insane. They go to like all of these Los Angeles hot spots. Uh They're like in Venice, like the movies. Yeah. Check it out. It's amazing. I'm obsessed with it. Well, my favorite thing that happened is that you told me to follow follow it, and I was going through the feed, and I did. And the things that, you know, it suggests accounts you should follow based on what you follow, Mm -hmm. and the top three things that it told me to follow (laughs) after were Blake Lively, Disney World, and Chanel. And Honestly, I was like, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, you got to follow all of those. I know. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> what were you surprised that I wasn't following? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blake Lively. I yeah. feel like you would follow her. I Thanks. don't follow Robin Lively, but she keeps popping up in my Explore page, and I keep sending you photos I know. of her. And then we go reel down a rabbit <laughs> hole, and then I'm like on Robin Lively's husband's Instagram page, so I should just follow her. It's a whole. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole I thing. love Maybe I'm fangirling over Robin Lively, but maybe she's Teen Witch. Yeah. Which is your. Some of you don't know. Your lifelong. But her flashbacks are like in Simpsons t-shirts with her boyfriend at the time, Jason Priestley. It's yeah. too much. It's it's so much goodness and baby Blake Lively and all yeah. those photos too because they're like 10 years apart. It's delightful. Um, so should we get into the finale? <sighs> so we've told you about our favorite episodes. You regaled us in fangirl facts last last episode, which was incredibly enriching. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I was very educated. Um, but finally, we want to discuss sort of, you know, why these shows survive, right? We've talked about it. My So-Called Life was 94. Freaks and Geeks was 1999. Um, and we might we might battle a little bit mm-hmm. over which show had the biggest impact. But maybe. Maybe. Maybe a little battle. A huh, little, little battle. Like a but friendly one. <laughs> fangirl. Fangirl. Feud. Fight. Ooh, a fangirl feud. There's not really an F alliteration word that's not super aggressive. <laughs> Silence. Well, I can think about it. Terrible, terrible uh, podcast. Uh, nope. All right. Let's we'll get back to it. Um, okay. So why do you think My So-Called Life and Freaks and Geeks still matter some almost 20 years later? Well, I think we've already talked about it, but just they are both incredibly authentic to Mm -hmm. a high school experience and they both come from it in different ways right Mm -hmm. um so i can i think someone can relate to one of these characters out of the two shows yeah i agree with that and i also think that they're still like making an impact because they are short-lived shows Mm -hmm. and not many people know about them still i think like yes people People of Tumblr know what's up, but <laughs> the people of Tumblr and Reddit always know what's up. But I but. think people love to find like a cult show that not everyone likes, so they think they're super cool because they're in on this secret beloved show. Yeah, or they were like babies when the show came out, and it's you know then you're sort of rediscovering something that's it's new to you. It's not yeah. new to other people, but it's new to you. Um, I do think they you know they sort of stand the test of time because they essentially created the template in a lot of ways, or not even necessarily the template, but the market. I think these shows kind of identified the opportunity that 
you could have a teen focused program and that it would do well without it being about rich kids or totally just like insane drama. Yeah. It, and it, it can be about real life teen drama. Yeah. And just real things that happen to real kids. You know, someone doesn't have to like die in a drunk driving accident every single episode, which would be a really depressing show. Oh my God. By the way, every episode, like <laughs> some weird, like phantom <laughs> alcohol serial killer. <laughs> that would be amazing. But I'd watch that show. Yeah, actually. I mean, but I don't think you would have the success of a show like Dawson's Creek or The OC or, you know, whatever the youths are watching today. Even like Pretty Little Liars, probably, yeah. right? Without. My so-called life and freaks and geeks Although, kind of setting this. Pretty Little Liars, isn't that a little insane? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I was just saying it's like teens. Yeah, I get and, it. I, get it. Um, I also don't think that these we we can't continue to talk about these shows without talking about the squads. Oh yeah, uh, okay. which are our loves. We love a good squad. Um, but these shows had the best like groups of, of people. Yeah. Totally. Okay, so what squad are you in? And which squad did you actually want to be in? Okay. Well, let me, let's lay out the squads just okay. so I can pick Smart. easier. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are the freaks. Yes. Lindsay, Nick, yes. Daniel, Daniel, Kim. Kim. Yeah. Okay. There are the geeks. Yeah. Sam, Neil. Got it. Bill. Yeah. Are we counting the parents as a group? <laughs> yes, I think we should. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the weirs, the weirs, and the chases. <laughs> the weirs is a family. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And then my so-called life has like Angela, Ricky, Rayanne, mm-hmm. or Angela, Sharon. Is that a squad? Is that like a previous squad? Is like the Brian Krakow, Sharon, Angela? Is that a? I would count that as something. I was. I mean, there's a lot of scenes with them. Or are you with together. these like weird burnout guys, like Jordan and the the mysterious Tina? Yeah, Tino, Tina. Know? We never, never know. Okay. Shows. So of those squads, which squad are you actually in? I think I'm in the geek squad. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm not into sci fi or like Star Wars, but their love of comedy and like quoting stuff. Yeah. I think that's where I fit in. Uh huh. And so you, you think you're in that and yes. that's where you want to be. Oh, that's a good place I to think be. I think so. Yeah. I don't want, I don't see myself wanting to be, if I were in high school, I think I would want to be in like a Rayanne or like a freak group. Yeah. But I'm pretty happy being a geek now. Yeah, I tend to agree. I would I would say of the the groups that the show covers, where I actually was in high school is not fully represented. No. Um, and I guess the closest we kind of get is in Freaks and Geeks with Vicky, but she's awful. Wait, hold up, stop everything. <laughs> That's who you'd be friends with? No, no, no. That's I'm just saying she's she's the only sort of like uh, sort of Susie High School that we see in, in okay. the mix. Well, Everyone Cindy else. Sanders is, but you don't like her. I know. I hate her so much. Sorry. I'm poking my eyeballs in because she drives me to fits of rage. Um, so, but I feel like me sort of same thing. It's like I'm very comfortable with my nerdiness and very comfortable with other people that I enjoy being also very nerdy. Same thing, not into Dungeons and Dragons. Although, although I'm intrigued, always the, have been. The more I learn about it, if I had a child and they wanted to do Dungeons and Dragons, I would be like, yeah, you should do this because the dungeon master is always super inventive. <laughs> I have an itemized list. Super inventive, a great storyteller, very proactive. Loves to get a group together. Yeah. All these things. I think as long as you, like, also get them outside to meet new people, I think they're, like, stars. I I mean, I think so. And, yeah. 
it seems delightful. Um, but I think I think I'm probably in the geeks as well because it's like these are my people. This is what I'm about. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Like with that. although they they struggle because they get picked on in their geeks, I feel like they're very confident with who they are. Yeah, one hundred percent. They're the ones who know what they like. Yeah, I was just having a conversation with a friend, and she said something about. Kind of, we were talking about freaks and geeks, and she was like, "Yeah, all of those guys at your ten-year high school reunion are the ones that are already retired because they sold their tech company and are like super wealthy, and the jocks are like fat and you know still living in their parents, you know, in their childhood yeah. bedroom." I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I get that." Um, and we're the ones who invented post-its at our reunions. So. <laughs> we do. We did invent post-its. No, we all know I want to be the Janine Garofalo, Romeo Michelle, when I reunion. Um, so, okay, so all those things. I think one thing that's obvious about these shows, and you kind of touched on it a little bit with just being one season and people discovering them, but it's like they left us wanting more. Like we didn't get— Yeah, there's not an ending. No. There's not, not even like, oh, this was sad. There's just nothing. There's not so many questions. Yeah, and you kind of want to know, like, what are they doing now? And, and it's not like they were seniors in high school and they would have graduated and whatever. They're all kind of, you know, freshmen to juniors, like someplace in the middle— and I want to know. I know. And happens. I think it would have really been fun to see where Freaks and Geeks would have gone mm-hmm. because you know a lot of them would not have gone to college. For sure. Like the actual actors who would dropped out to yes. they all <laughs> high school to yes. like be on the show. A couple of them went to Loyola Marymount and probably just because it was like proximity to <laughs> going on casting. Um, I read this great quote about Freaks and Geeks, and I, I think it's a little bit true of My So-Called Life, too, but it says— Watching Freaks and Geeks has a lot in common with your high school experience. It makes you laugh, punches you in the gut, and once it's over, you feel like it ended far too soon. And I think that that's true, and I think that's kind of why people like to revisit it. I mean, people like us, we've watched it multiple times now. There are people that are just discovering it, but it's like I like to check back in. I don't think you ever outgrow being a teenager, like those feelings, so you can Mm -hmm. always watch a show of teens and relate to it in some way. Yeah. I hope I hope that that's always the case <laughs> for me. Um, but I think the one thing we haven't talked about enough, and it's a good segue kind of into Ooh, our yeah. next. Go on. Is the talent that came out of these shows. So much. Like, almost everyone is famous, famous now. And why are we not giving the casting agents enough credit for this? Like, holy crap. They just found these diamonds in the rough. Um, okay, so with that said... Who do you think had the biggest career since these shows between my so-called— and it can be a mixture of people. It's funny when you ask me that, and I kind of—I looked at a rough list, and I instantly had four. Okay. I was like, I have a top four. Who, and you did. You were very, like, quick to tell me. By the way, I have an exhaustive list of, like, these people's acting credits, the awards they've won, the shows they've been in, all of that stuff. But who—who's okay. your top four? My top four, Claire Danes. Okay. Jared Leto, okay. James Franco, Judd Apatow. And I say Judd Apatow over Paul Feig okay. because he produces so much and mm-hmm. his name is just out there more. Totally. But I think Paul Feig might be actually more successful. I don't know. Maybe. Was that Bridesmaids? Well, but they were both. They did, they were both did Bridesmaids. Okay, so why those four in particular? Like, why, do you, why were you so quick to choose those? Well, does Claire Danes want an Oscar? No. She has not. No. Okay. She has won four Golden Globes and 
three Emmys, and she does have a star on the Walk of Fame. Well, right there. <laughs> but honestly, I was just thinking, like, how fast her career took off post My Soul Got Life. Because, yeah. Like, Little Women. Very movie Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, she had, like, a movie career immediately. Mm-hmm. And those movies all hold up, and people are obsessed with her. Right. And now Homeland, which I don't watch, is probably great. Yeah. Seems great. She probably has a great cry face in it, as usual. Yeah. And she won um, one of her Golden Globes is for she did that movie about Temple Grandin. Um, and she played <laughs> What the, a great yeah. uh, award season that, that was. That was a great, a great award season. Temple Grandin was at all the shows. It was great. Um, okay. So you said her, Jared Leto. Why Jared Leto? Jared Leto because he, one, followed his dreams to be a musician because mm-hmm. that's what he actually wanted to do. Okay. And then— Frozen Embryos was his launching pad. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, that—and he won an Oscar. He looking did. like a babe. Yeah, we talked so. about it. His, uh, he looked like Jesus going to the Oscars with that beautiful ombre hair. Yeah. Which I don't know that we've ever talked about, we but we had a little bird tell us that that hair was extensions. Ugh, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> it's heartbreaking, devastating. Also, I love it so much. And then James Franco, because he will do anything. That man has work. He's like, I'm an artist now. I'm director now. I'm... I'm an actor again. General Hospital. He's doing everything. He has, what's that? He has 135 acting credits, which that means he's been in 135 different things. Not episodes, things. Like shows, TV movies, movies, the whole thing. Who's your favorite Franco? Sorry, off topic. Mm, I I think think Dave is mine. See, I think it's James for me. Dave kind of, I'm like, "Mm, stop riding the coattails, buddy. Mm, Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. In comparison, though, <laughs> bummed. Mm, well, in comparison to James Franco's 135 acting credits, Jared Leto has 32. So that just gives you That's an idea crazy. of the breadth. Because I think they're on like the same level, totally. And then Judd Apatow, I think I said why, just he produces everything. He's like attached to comedy now, totally just in general. Because yeah, he produced Trainwreck with Amy Schumer, all that stuff, like right? super bad. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously knocked up. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Time. Like, yeah. Jason Segel and Seth Rogen and everyone, they're still, like, working, like, for or with him. Yeah. Well, because he said that his doing all these movies and, and basically casting all these same people is his way of pretending that Freaks and Geeks was not canceled. Yeah. Because I don't think— Like, protecting his children. He's over it. Yeah. I, it, they Basically, it's like he—and from what everything that I've read, he and Jason Siegel had, like, an instant connection. Um, and that they both sort of comedically make each other better, uh, which I thought was really interesting. But, um, okay, so I agree with your Claire Danes and okay. your Jared Leto, for sure. Um, and the reason why is just, you know, the awards alone, like, yeah, you can say that awards are bullshit. But the one thing I like about Jared Leto is that, you know, so Requiem for a Dream, Dallas Buyers Club, very movie. They both moved kind yeah. of into movies. And I think, you know, I always think about Tina Fey and Amy Poehler at the Golden Globes a couple years ago when they were like, oh, we're just the rat-faced people of television. <laughs> like, these people are actual movie stars. And, like, there is still that sort of echelon of between TV and movie people. And movie stars are like, they're movie stars. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the just the awards alone, and they're, they're very definitely kind of household names. I would actually say that Jason Siegel, um, and the reason why is that he's just kind of omnipresent, right? I mean, How I Met Your Mother was a hundred and— It was nine seasons. Nine I watched seasons. all of it. So that's almost, <laughs> It was a lot. It was nine seasons. I watched all of it. So it's almost 200 episodes of television. Like, that alone is, in crazy, is crazy and impressive. Um, 
And he, you know, is, he's also been in a lot of movies, um, you know, knocked up for getting Sarah Marshall. I love you, man. The Muppets. Um, and and I just think, again, kind of like a household name, the whole thing. And then I, I can't I can't leave out my girl, <laughs> my lad, Busy Phillips. Um, but what I will say about Busy and and kind of um, like Martin Starr in this mm-hmm. way, who plays Bill, they have made a lot of like cool choices. Yeah. Like they, the shows that they've chosen to do are sort of like, I mean, Martin Starr was in Party Down, which is a very sort of. I watched it and I remember being so excited because of, ev- I like. Everyone in it. Everyone in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't love it. And now I'm wondering if I should rewatch it. Maybe I just wasn't in the mood. Yeah. Like Adam Scott's in it. The whole, I mean, it's yeah. great. Ken Marino's in it. Yeah. I mean, Lindsay Kaplan. And they're kind of all in that same group. Yeah. And, you know, and yes, I think you can say Busy Phillips made a lot of, like, very commercial stuff. Like, she's in Dawson's Creek. She went from Freaks and Geeks to Dawson's Creek. Um, and then Cougar Town. Isn't she in a movie, like a rom-com with Patrick Dempsey? Maid of Honor. Yes, she's in Maid of Honor. Um, we just discovered that she wrote Blades of Glory. She's, yeah, she's a story writer on yeah. that. She's a story credit. But, I mean, things like Vice Principals, like, she's just made a lot of interesting choices, and I think she's kind of partnered or, you know, kind of cozied up with very sort of interesting people that are kind of, like, buzzy Hollywood-type people. Yeah. Like, I you know she's good friends with, like, Jillian Jacobs, like, just different people. Kelly Oxford. Kelly Oxford, all of those people. And so I think— from afar, like if you were a brand and you wanted to like partner with one of these people, you're gonna partner with Busy Phillips. Like, you know what's interesting? Neither of us chose Seth Rogen, who I think is very successful. I agree. Yeah, I mean he's so he wrote Superbad actually during Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, he spent most of his downtime writing Superbad. Yeah, he's. I mean, I don't. I think we reached Max. Seth Rogen for a while. Ooh, interesting. Like, we saw too much of him. There's a really funny um, segment on Billy on the Street this season. Love. I don't know if you watch it. I love that show. Uh-huh. But they give Seth Rogen a video camera. So, like, he's pretending to film Billy Eichner. Okay. And they're telling—they're going up to people, and they're like, oh, my God, have you heard the news? Seth Rogen died. <laughs> and, <laughs> and some and people Rogen's are like, there. who? And some people are like, oh, my God, that's so sad. He was so funny. And then he's like, I'm just kidding. Seth Rogen's right here. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's really funny. But no one was like, Seth Rogen's right there, like, when they were doing this. It's kind of what they do on, like, Jimmy Kimmel, too. Yeah. People are dumb. People, I think people just get nervous in front of a camera. That's true. But, I mean, really everyone on these shows, for the most part, has continued to work the whole time. Um, Some people have kind of moved into other stuff. So, like, John Francis Daly, who plays Sam Weir, he was on Bones Bones. for a very long time. But he actually wasn't acting for a while. And he's started writing and directing. um, And he wrote— Horrible Bosses, the both, both like one and two, and he did the not great new vacation, <laughs> vacation movie, which I watched on a plane. I did not see it. I had to turn it off after like five minutes, but it was a huge, it was a huge deal. And I know he's doing um, the new Spider Man. There was like mm. forty seven Spider Mans. Um, Good for him. Yeah, so he's been doing a lot of stuff too. Linda Cardellini was nominated for an Emmy recently for Mad Men. She's on that new show, Scooby Bloodlines, guys. Yeah, I mean, she's Velma. Like, we cannot discount her Velma. Um, but, yeah, really everyone. The only person is kind of um, the guy who plays Neil. 
I mean, he's worked consistently, but you don't see him. You don't see him a lot, yeah. Yeah, and you're, he's, like, very much a character actor. Like, he's not leading in anything. And obviously Martin Starr is now on Silicon Valley, which just got renewed for season four. I mean, all these people are, are very much, like, all these people in the mix. I fangirl over. I was at a stop light and Martin Starr walked across the street and I panicked. <laughs> were you sweating then? You were the sweaty one? sitting in the driver's seat and he's like walking through the crosswalk. I'm like, oh, was he oh so, my God. Was he as awkward looking in person as he is kind of on television? Not really. Oh, yeah? He looked like a normal dude? Yeah. I think he's from Santa Monica, which mm-hmm. is where our office is located in sunny Southern California. Um, okay, so all of, you know, They've given us all these gifts with all of these talented people. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Bridesmaids with Paul Feig. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. They didn't work together Very good movie. after Freaks and Geeks until Bridesmaids. So that was at, what? It's at least 10, 12 years? Yeah. 13 years? Thinking. Something like that. And then Bridesmaids changed my life. Come on. Bridesmaids, the screenplay was nominated for an Oscar, right? Was it? I think so. It was like best I mean, writing. If I were in charge of the Oscars, yes. Yeah, I mean, if we were in charge of the Oscars, it'd be it very, would be the Razzies. <laughs> it would basically be the Razzies. It would be a very different, <laughs> different thing. But yeah, so Paul Feig does. I mean, he was he was a writer on The Office as well. Um, but Bridesmaids, Nurse Jackie, the Spy. Movie, Spy. I didn't think I'd like Spy. Love Spy. Love Spy. I actually saw Spy by myself um, what's in that, the theater. <laughs> that other movie, The Heat. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. yeah. Lisa McCarthy. He, he loves a good lady, a lady adventure. And a good suit. I love Paul Feig. The you end. Do. The end. That and was our show. That We're concludes the <laughs> part four. Um, okay, so, you know, we've talked about all the people. Overall, who, what show had the biggest impact to you? Okay. You asked me this Right before we started. Yes, I and did. I, you started making notes, and I said, I'm going to go into this argument blind. I made light notes. Light, light notes? It's half a page, Maren. I write big, and in all caps, like a serial killer. I can't read it. No, it's upside down. Don't look. Okay. Well, I didn't make any notes okay. for once. Um but I need to know, am I looking at this from an audience perspective? You mean like on the audience? Yes. Like okay. a big impact to me as a viewer? Okay. Or like an impact to the in- – like how am I looking at this? Like uh, the industry or – I think let's go culturally. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go my so-called life. Okay. Because Why? Defend yourself. Okay. Culturally – if you're just talking 90s, yeah, I think it's going to come up. I agree as, with that. As, like, 90s television. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, it has, and it's just so good. <laughs> That's your argument? Is, <laughs> is that it's not just so good? But I think because it's so serious also. Yeah. Whereas Freaks and Geeks being a comedy seems lighter. See— that's my counterpoint to what you're saying. Do you have more? I want to hear. Is this your opening statement? Sure. Okay. Or can I go now? No, I'm not good at arguing. Go ahead. <laughs> my my opening statement would be is a couple of things. One we just touched on. I think culturally, Freaks and Geeks is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, so we've seen shows, movies from these producers for the last 18 years since the show was off the air. And I think... We actually need that levity in that comedy that My So-Called Life is missing a little bit. I think the show takes itself very seriously. It and does. I love it, and I loved it at the time because 
you as a 15-year-old, like, don't have a sense of humor about kind of what's going on in your life, and it's very, it's very true. But my one thing about Freaks and Geeks is that I think we get a much broader picture of characters. In My So-Called Life, you really just have, like, Ricky, Angela, Rayanne, the parents, and a little bit of, like, Brian Krakow, mm-hmm. and a little bit of Sharon. But in the Freaks and Geeks universe, like, you get to see kind of the popular kids. You get to see, like, the prude. You get to see the freaks, the geeks, like, the brain, like, all of that You're stuff. so prepared. I, I did this in, like, three minutes. We talked about them. Um, so I think that it will stand the test of time longer, even though they're both very, like, period pieces, because there's more people to relate to. I see your point. And you're probably right. (laughs) I just can't. I'm just trying to see it as, like, teenage girls watching it. Okay. So for my so-called life, because I think that's something that's going to carry on forever. But if I was just talking about me, Uh what has the biggest impact on me? Yeah. It's Freak Sneaks because I love comedy so much. Right. But I think, actually, if we say that, if we talk about, like, an impact on you as a person, we might We're opposite. Yeah. Because watching it now, I'm a comedy person through and through. I love Freaks and Geeks. But if I think about the impact that a show had on me, I can remember feeling being Angela Chase in a lot of ways and still and kind of being see, that That's way. why yeah. I take my so-called life as like get it. a viewer or like culturally because they never forget those feelings that Jordan Catalano made you feel. Yeah. My mom, every time I bring it up, she's like, ah, oh, she freaks <laughs> out. Like it's still there. Totally. Freaks and geeks, you're just like, yes, I love this show. It's funny, but it doesn't make you feel a weird, like a teenager again, I guess. Yeah, I think that that's a very good point. You should have led with that in your opening I'm argument. I'm sorry. I was not prepared. <laughs> that's not my fault. We <laughs> talked about it. You made a choice. Um, I do agree, though. I think—but I, I do think both of these shows, like, have a purpose and a reason, and I think people will continue to discover them for different reasons. Like, one, my so-called life, if you want to feel like what you're feeling is okay and that— there are other people that have felt this way. Like, great. You go over there for right now. <laughs> go way over go there. Go over though. there. And and a little bit with, my, with Freaks and Geeks, right? Because it's like people are getting bullied. People are trying to figure their shit out. Like, all of that stuff is still true. But if you want to laugh about all the bullshit that is high school and all of that, like, go over to the Freaks and Geeks side. You, you'll feel comforted in a way where it's like, well— at least I didn't almost die of a peanut allergy because some <laughs> asshole put a peanut in my sandwich, you know? So, like, so it's supposed to make you feel better. I think Freaks and Geeks makes you feel better. I think my so-called life makes you feel okay. Oh. Oh. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Quote. That was good. <laughs> makes you feel okay. Makes you feel... Makes you feel like, eh, okay. Well, I just uh, I probably need therapy, but okay. <laughs> I mean, doesn't everybody? We've talked about this. Yeah. If Helga Pataki needs therapy, we all need we all need therapy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I love these shows. 
I, I, if we just did a My So-Called Life and Freaks and Geeks podcast, like, forever, I think I would be okay with that. Yeah, I think we would eventually get mad at My So-Called Life, though, and be like, I can't do this anymore. It's a lot. It's a lot to watch. Um, it's a lot to binge watch, too. So mm-hmm. if you decide to watch it, take a break. Yeah, take a break. Maybe mix in some Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> maybe get up, go outside, yeah. enjoy the fresh air. Um, All right, well— I think the bottom line, regardless <laughs> of what side you're on, yes, my so-called life gave us Jordan Catalano, and the world just needed that. One hundred percent, the world, <laughs> the world needed that. Case closed. That's your drop the mic moment. Um, the world still needs it. We still need Jordan Catalano. Yeah. I still am like, oh, hey, Jordan. Like, <laughs> I'm a mid-30s lady. Like, I should not be creeping out about this 17-year-old boy. But um, so, you guys, I, I think that wraps our My So-Called Freaks series. Aw. I just got sad. But we want to know what you guys think. What show... What show personally affected you? Which show do you think culturally has a bigger impact? Apparently. What squad are you in? Ooh, yeah. What squad are you in? If you're Rayanne, can we hang out? Because I kind of want to know all about you. You're, yeah, you're probably too cool for right. us. You might be too cool. But um, let us know at hellofangirls at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And if you feel like it, you know, rate, review. Yeah, we love those things. It's fun. That that'll make us feel okay. Much like my so-called life. And we really need that. <laughs> we really need a guest. It's okay. We're barely hanging on. Um, so next week we'll be back with a new theme, which we'll announce oh. then. Very exciting. New things coming. Um, but we'll we'll move on from our good friends, my so-called life and and freaks and geeks. But we'll have something new for you. All right, we did it. We'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye. Bye.